Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stange of Stange Law Firm, PC. Stange Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stange. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stenge, and I am one of the managing partners of Stenge Law Firm, which is a family law firm with offices in Missouri and offices in Illinois throughout the St. Louis metro area. Well, welcome today. Welcome to uh, today's topic on Family Law Talk with Stenge Law Firm, which is Kansas sperm donor order to pay child support. Uh, this is a really interesting uh, topic. It's been all over the news, uh, if you've been following it. Uh, I mean, it's just been everywhere. It's been front-page news. It's been a big story. It's got a lot of press. It's got a lot of attention. And so today I want to take a little bit of time and just go through uh, the basic facts of the case and the, and the decision of it and just talk briefly about uh, some of the ramifications of it. So we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but before we delve into the topic itself, I should state, as I always do, that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements and that the information you obtain today in this episode is general in nature and that it may not apply to specific factual or legal circumstance. Therefore, if you need legal advice, you should definitely consult an attorney who's licensed to practice law in your jurisdiction. All right, so all of that said, let's get, let's get to the topic today. Again, uh, the topic is Kansas court ruling, sperm donor ordered to pay child support. Uh, is a follow-up uh, to today's episode. You can go to our webpage. Uh, com. click the articles tab and you'll see this article right on our webpage uh, we posted this article on January 24th uh, 2014 uh, and again this has been a big topic uh, throughout the news which is why I ultimately decided to do uh, uh, the episode today on the topic because obviously people find it interesting it's got a lot of press and it's uh, definitely hit a button with a lot of folks out there where they're really interested in the decision and the potential ramifications of it. So, so let's talk about that. Again, this case is out of Kansas. Uh, it's not a Missouri case. It's not an Illinois case where we have offices. It's in Kansas. Uh, and and here's the basic facts. Uh, apparently, uh, a lesbian couple puts an ad up on Craigslist, and what they're looking for is a sperm donor so they can have a child. Um, and so they put that ad up on Craigslist, and then this individual uh, named William Moroda um, apparently responds to the Craigslist ad. Uh, he delivers three cupfuls of his sperm for free to these women. Uh, they then use this sperm, and uh, one of the ladies is artificially inseminated, and, and it works, and so she becomes she becomes pregnant. Uh, and again, I'm just going off of what's reported in the press. I'm not privy to the court file, so there might be more in the court file. And, and as I always say, look, you can rely on a lot of what you read in the press, but sometimes, sometimes they don't have 100% rights. You know, so all of that said, you know, I'm going off what's in the press, and we'll just kind of roll with that and assume they've got it mostly right. But again, there could be little nuances that maybe weren't reported. But uh, if you at least read these stories, what they say again is this guy responds to Craigslist ad. He gives these two ladies his donation. He does it for free. I didn't charge any money for it. Uh, and then uh, <clears throat> one of the ladies becomes pregnant with this sperm donation that he made. Uh, down the line, uh, uh, one of the women gave birth to a daughter, and then apparently these two these two ladies separate, and they're no longer together. 
and, and then one of them stops working due to an illness and applies to the state for help, right? So they apply to the state for, for some sort of state benefits uh, in order to, to presumably help support this child uh, that was born from the sperm donation. And then at that point, uh, that's when uh, the Kansas Department for Children and Families uh, step forward, and, and they want to know who the dad is of this child. You know, if they're going to have to be paying state aid uh, to this child, they're, you know, they're looking for recoupment from from the dad, and that's where ultimately, then they go after the the gentleman that uh, gave the sperm donation off of Craigslist, William Arota. They want him to pay child support. Uh, his position is, look, uh, you know, I signed. Apparently, he signed some kind of documents uh, waiving his parental rights, um, and, and again, it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was donated sperm. The idea was not that he was going to be a father to this child. Again, he was making a donation to, uh, to these two uh, lesbian women who wanted to have a child, and and he shouldn't have to pay child support. And so, <clears throat> that's how this case um, arises. That's kind of the basic fact pattern of it. And then apparently this case is litigated for some time. And like I said, it gets a lot of press. It gets a lot of attention. Well, if you read the story, apparently uh, the judge uh, hailing this case in Kansas ultimately decides uh, that this gentleman who donated the sperm uh, is, is one, the dad, and two, he's got to pay child support for this child. And, of course, uh, this, this gentleman, the sperm donor, he's not pleased about this. And, uh, and and that's how the story kind of hits the press, apparently. And I think the story references that it was his desire that uh, this story hit the press because from his vantage point, uh, this is an injustice. And uh, so I think from there, you get into a lot of moral and kind of ethical uh, views on, on how a court should come down with a ruling on an issue like this. And what the Kansas courts did is is literally, is literally they took a strict interpretation of the Kansas statute, and, and what the Kansas statute on artificial insemination basically says is this: is that, uh, and I'm just reading right from uh, the law itself. It's apparently section 23 slash 2208 uh, of the Kansas statutes, and and one of the subsections says a donor of semen provided to a licensed physician for use in artificial insemination of a woman. Other than, the, other than the donor's wife is treated in law as if he were not the birth father of a child, therefore conceived unless he agreed in writing by the donor and the woman. So in other words, what the statute specifically references is that the donation has to be made uh, to a licensed physician. And, and where this guy went wrong is he responds to a Craigslist ad um, uh, versus giving the donation to a licensed physician to do this. Uh, he just gives it to these two women uh, directly, these three cupfuls. And so what the Kansas courts appear to say, again, this is what I'm reading in the press at least, is that, well, <clears throat> look, uh, we in essence have no way of knowing whether you actually did what you said, which is donated the, the sperm to these women directly, uh, or whether maybe you had some sort of sexual relations with the mother of this child and are now trying to say that, that you made this donation to get out of child support, which is kind of the check with the doctor involved. So if somebody donates sperm to a, a doctor and, and the artificial insemination is done by the doctor, then in, in that vein, uh, there's confirmation that this was, uh, this was donated sperm. And, and, and we know what everybody's intentions are. And so the Kansas courts, again, they, 
in this case, this particular judge took a very strict interpretation of the statute and simply said, look, donation's got to be the licensed physician. That's not what happened here. So you are the dad and you've got to pay child support. So, I mean, that's kind of the crux of it. And uh, like I said, this case has gotten a lot of attention. It's been all over the press. But practically speaking, you know, you can you can take a strict interpretation of the statute or you can just kind of argue from sort of a, an apparent justice or fairness argument. But if you take a strict interpretation of the statute, it's hard to take huge issue with what the judge did because uh, the case itself says the donation has to be made to a licensed physician. Uh, from just reading the Kansas statute, um, and Kansas is a state, by the way, that I'm licensed to practice law in, and so, you know, you look at that statute, and, and I think you take a pretty strict interpretation of it, it makes sense. And so, you know, from there, one of the things I did is I looked at Missouri and Illinois, which is where we have offices, and coincidentally, uh, the statutes in both states uh, pretty much mirror the statute in Kansas, which is, you know, donor of sperm has to do it through a licensed physician. Uh, otherwise, they can be treated as the dad. Um, and, and so the Missouri statute, 210-824, uh, has, has similar language in it. And then if you go over to the Illinois statute, 750 ILCS 40, uh, it references, again, uh, the donation being made to licensed a physician. So, look, practically speaking, a ruling in Kansas by a judge doesn't necessarily uh, indicate what a Missouri judge would do or what an Illinois judge would do. But on the other hand, in Kansas, a strict interpretation was taken of the statute, and it's fair to conclude that a judge in, in Missouri or in Illinois could very well do the same thing which is take a strict interpretation of the statute and, and, and then rule in a similar case that, uh, look, if you donate sperm directly uh, uh, to an individual and you don't do it through a licensed physician, that you could very well be on the hook for child support. Uh, maybe that wouldn't be the case in Missouri or Illinois. Maybe, maybe a judge in Missouri or Illinois would look at this differently and come to a different ruling, but I think it's, it's pretty fair to conclude at the same time that, the statutes in Missouri and Illinois have this requirement. And, and to the folks out there, you know, I just say a couple of things, which is, again, you know, judges can do different things in different cases, and this Kansas decision isn't necessarily indicative of what somebody in Missouri or Illinois would do. But at the same time, uh, for individuals that, that uh, are interested in artificial insemination, I mean, on either end, so individuals who donate sperm uh, to individuals, uh, and then on the flip end, uh, to folks out there who are looking to get pregnant through artificial insemination, if you just look at the statute in Missouri and in Illinois and in Kansas, it, it appears that the safest path is if you're going to do artificial insemination, do it through a licensed physician. If you do it off Craigslist uh, or you do it through some newspaper ad or you do it through somebody you know, the practical reality is it could turn out to be a big problem. And that's what this case really shows, and that's what this case really intimates. Uh, a lot of folks appear to be taking kind of a broader interpretation of the case, uh, and, they, and, and they're taking this kind of a step further uh, with kind of moral and ethical type arguments. But practically speaking, the statutes say what they say, and, and while it is expensive uh, to do artificial insemination through a licensed physician, if you want it to be airtight, uh, if you want the arrangement to be one uh, in which there isn't going to be the type of issue that arose in this case, it just appears pretty obvious that, that artificial insemination ought to be done to a licensed physician, and anything less than that is pretty darn risky uh, if you read this Kansas case and uh, if uh, you just simply look at the statutes in Kansas and Missouri and Illinois. So 
definitely definitely an interesting topic. Like I said, definitely one that's got a lot of media and a lot of press attention. But if you kind of break the case down and, and you look at the facts and you look at the law, um, I mean, it's pretty easy to, to conclude that the reasoning of the judge in the case makes sense if you're taking a strict, strict interpretation of the statute. And that's what it appears that the judges did in this case, which is donation wasn't made to a licensed physician, therefore sperm donor's dad, and he can pay child support. So, again, really interesting article, really interesting topic. I wanted to take a few minutes to cover it today since it's got so much press attention. And, again, as a follow-up to uh, the episode to, uh, to, to today, you can go to our webpage, www.stangylawfirm.com, and you can check out the article uh, which was posted on January 24, 2014, titled Kansas Court Ruling Sperm Donor Ordered to Pay Child Support. Definitely an interesting topic. Uh, hopefully today's episode has been interesting for all of you and that uh, hopefully I've been able to break it down in a way that, that makes sense to the listeners out there. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, that concludes today's exciting episode on Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. <laughs>